Questionable, a podcast exploring religion, asking difficult questions, and encouraging honesty. You can join the conversation at thatsquestionable.com, that's questionable podcast on Instagram, or at thatsquestion01 on Twitter. Welcome to That's Questionable, the podcast. We have got questions. Woohoo! Definitely have questions. That's questionable. I think David's got the question. He does. Tonight. I do have a question. Um, why do we need Christian apologists? So... Um, you know, apologists, for those of you who don't know, apologists are people that defend the faith. Um, and we seem to have a lot of them out there. We seem to have a need for a lot of them. And I'm just wondering why. See, I was going to go with the joke that we need more Christian apologists, more people going around apologizing for Christianity. But, you know, that was a horrible joke, so I won't say it. I'm sorry. <laughs> that, was you, that was you not telling a joke. That's right. Yeah. So, anyways... Yeah, so I, I just want to throw that out there. Yeah, a, an apologist, and I mean, it's it's a broader term than just Christian apologist, but an apologist is somebody who uh, stands in defense of some, something controversial, mm-hmm. something that needs defending because it's difficult. Yeah, and that's a great point because, you know, just my background, I think, in terms of Christianity, but... Uh, you know, we know that other other faiths have apologists as well. So why do we need them? Well, we don't. <laughs> yeah. <Sorry. laughs> well, why should we? No, I get it. I get and it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This, see, sorry, yeah. that's my joke number two. Yeah. I get three a night, so yeah. I only have one. I'll use yeah. my next one wisely. Yeah. No, I, I think you that... Have three, um, you have three more. Yeah, I have three more because <laughs> none of those were actually good jokes. <laughs> <laughs> There's your one. That's no, my just, one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I get. I mean, yeah. Um, I mean, I think that that's the. I think a Christian apologist, uh, or when you get into Christian apologetics, I think people see that as a badge of honor. Going, ooh, I can defend this. Mm-hmm. You know, and and typically, I think that ends up meaning you can defend a viewpoint of an interpretation. Of, of the Bible or the ideology. Um, but I, I think that people see that like, they don't see it as like, um, man, we need to defend this thing that's really hard to understand and, and the majority of the people on the earth don't believe it. I think they see that it as, as like I was saying, they see it as, a, as an honor to be able to, the people, we're the people that truly understand this. Mm-hmm. And... Um, not realizing that, you know, we're still fighting over the same questions and arguments over certain verses for millennia. For, yeah, for a, for a really long time. Yeah. Yeah, and, and not just verses, but I mean entire concepts. Mm-hmm. I mean the entire, yeah. uh, you know, construct of Christianity. Yeah. Um, has needed apologists, has needed defense, has needed explanation. Yeah. Now, now, David, you used to teach an apologetics <laughs> course. Well, the good news is in this podcast, I didn't have to work that into it. Thank you. Yeah. 
working that into the deal. <laughs> yeah, you know, part of that is is that the reason why I got into apologetics was because I felt that Christianity was being attacked. And I think that's a, why a lot of people do that, is they feel like they feel like their religion is being attacked, or what they believe is being attacked. And so I get that. Um, I guess then the question is, what is it being attacked for? Or by. Or, yeah. Or who's it being attacked? Yeah, yeah. by, either way, yeah. Yeah. Um, and just to give you an example, um, you know, one of the struggles I've had, uh, I had even in the church, you know, there were just certain things that were really confusing to me. And what I began to find out is, as I studied more and more, is that um, people would tend to dance around issues uh, and certain issues, but we just don't know. I, I, I don't, or, or you know, one day we'll find out or something like that. And I, I just find it interesting, even when it comes to salvation, there's such an argument about who can be saved, who's not saved. Mm-hmm. Are we once saved always? Can we lose our salvation? Can we, mm-hmm. you know, and at, at some point people go, gosh, what? that's awfully confusing. If you're talking about the the main, one of the main points of your religion is the salvation and mm-hmm. you can't even agree to it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so... So you you kind of went into apologetics because you felt uh, your faith being attacked. Was there was there an internal struggle involved as well? I mean, were you feeling uh, doubts or 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 just kind of witnessing it and saying, "Hey, I'm going to go get the answers to this." Those are hard questions. I'm going to go get the answers and then tell other people what those answers are. Yeah. There, there was a lot. There were some some doubts with me. It went from me. Um, thinking that I should know the answers to me giving that over to God and say we don't, we don't know the answers. And uh, for some reason, I rested in that. It's like, I guess maybe I gave up. But yeah, I had doubts. And then there, there was a time when I was. Um, I was working at, at this point, I, I worked for a, for a real estate developer and we had a house on a piece of property. I get a knock at the door and there's two Mormon missionaries. And that's really what started me on that was that I couldn't really defend my faith like I thought that I needed to. And so I didn't have the answers that to be able to cite from the Bible to really be able to to defend my, my, my views. And it's, that's when I started really digging in, really digging in. And not just digging in over, you know, my faith, what I believe, but also what other people believe so that I could, you know, I could debate with them about that. Isn't that interesting, though? I felt, I, sorry, put my thoughts together here. What you just said is very true of me and very true, I think, of a lot of people that we couldn't defend what we believed, if you got into a serious argument, <clears throat> I got to a point that I was going, well, why did I believe that in the first place? If at no point in time I could have defended it, mm-hmm. you know? So I think that's a valid question. I think that's a realistic thing that, you know, uh, which shows that the, the idea that people are coerced 
or manipulated or expected in social circles to believe in something to be able to fit in. Because logically speaking, if you can't defend what you believe, why did you ever believe it in the first place? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the culture around you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You were told what to believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that that's true. And it is is a majority, is Christianity based off of um, fitting in socially? Is that, well, is that all it is? I mean... Um, well, I think, I think some of it's that, yeah. I think, especially being in the South, that's the way a lot of it is. I mean... Growing up, almost everybody I knew went to church. Yeah, it didn't mean they were Christians, but it's definitely a a social, a very big social aspect to that. Um, but to kind of pinpoint where my concern is on this is that we have a a religion that if you don't believe certain things, then you're going to die and go to hell for eternity. And I would just think that if that was um, that important of a thing, that the Bible should be crystal clear about what it says and what it doesn't say. Mm -hmm. And to me, I look at that and I go, that's not a loving God that that gives us, and I don't think it is from God, but let's just assume it is. That's not a loving God that gives us a, you know, owner's manual as i heard pastors say this is your owner's manual for life and then you can't you can't read it in the original language you you know there's been things added to it that's that's a fact i mean you go to the last 12 verses of mark all that's been added mm-hmm. all these different things about the the contradictions in the scripture and it's like man why why do we have to do so many you know gymnastics to make it all you know work I mean, why do we have to do that? Why doesn't why isn't it just plain and simple and people can can reject it on the fact of what we know and what mm-hmm. we don't know? Why can't we look at it like that? And, and the reason why is we don't have we don't have scripture that that really even appears like it's written for today. Yeah, that's the truth. God Jim, you said, said it. Yeah. I believe it, and that's it. That's it. You know. Well, it's frustrating for me. Uh, just you know, as I as I speak to people now on the other side of the of the table, there there, and I had this. This is not me looking at them and, and pointing a finger, but there's so much confirmation bias. There's so much. Well, this this is true. So how do we how do we explain this to explain the truth instead of looking at what it is and saying well hey is it true let's validate whether it's true or not and what I've found with the Bible is and with a lot of um, when you start bringing up contradictions um, for example you know and and apologists will say this is this is not anything that that impacts doctrine this is not anything that impacts you know, who Jesus was or that he rose from the dead or died on the cross and and all that. But the the issue of, uh, you know, what happened in the first years of of Jesus' life. Mm -hmm. So Matthew, you know, they go to 
they have to flee because of vision to Egypt. But in Luke, they go to the temple as the Jewish custom, and they they saw Simeon and um, Anna, I believe, was the prophetess's name, and they go immediately to Nazareth. So that's something that can't can't be reconciled because they say two different things. And uh, I've had I've had one apologist, in, well, not an apologist, but one Christian say, well, but that doesn't impact doctrine. And to me, that that means well, you can't. Uh, so what you can falsify, what you can prove either either true or false, it's it's false because mm-hmm. two things they can't both be true. But when you get the things you can't falsify, I can't I can't look at you know Christ dying on the cross and and say that actually happened or it didn't. I can't. Mm-hmm. I right. have no way of proving that right or wrong. Yeah. But the little things. They're wrong, but we're supposed to overlook those. I guess yeah. that's and it's supposed to be the most perfect book. Yeah. You know. Oh no, absolutely. I I I you know, the argument of, well, the you know, the little things could be have errors, but it doesn't falsify doctrine. I was like, well, let's just jump right to the doctrine. Let's forget about the small stuff, you know. You know, did did Jesus have to die on the cross to pay for our sins? Uh, uh, yes. Well then you believe in human sacrifice. Do you believe in human sacrifice? Well, no, it's not really human sacrifice because he was fully God and it was his choice. Well, I, you know, your doctrine says he was fully man and that God had to be satisfied that 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 sin had to be paid for. So God, you know, in that view, God is believes in human sacrifice. You know, you could keep bringing it back to that and you could keep saying it's not. But, you know, that's a big deal. I mean, that's, you know, it's really, uh, you know, understood that that view of religion, appeasing a God so that he approved of you and you would, you would sacrifice to that God was completely understood. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, that, that's just, and that's, you know, and then when you think about, you know, um, John, uh, what's his name, who probably came up with the satisfaction theory. Piper. John, no, way, way, way before. Oh, John that. Calvin. John Calvin, and you think about these. They're early, about the same age. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's probably <laughs> right. Yeah, but you think about the the backgrounds that these guys came from and the understandings that they come from, and you can see where the whole concept of God needing to be satisfied through a human sacrifice is a completely man made idea. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but yet we completely believe that. And Christian apologists, they can sit there and try to justify that all day long, but you will never get around the idea that if that's your view, then God had to sacrifice a human in the shedding of blood to be able to be a, to be appeased so now that he could look on man again. And according to the Bible, that's that's the whole reason that's why, what, the, why the Canaanites yeah. had It's to a be, disgusting view. It's yeah, a and disgusting And that's view. why the Canaanites had to be had to be killed is that's because right. they were sacrificing to Molech. That's right. Yeah. You know, so it's just you, 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 yeah. And then you just throw love in there a few times around that. God so loved the world that, and that now you, you do that and people go, Oh, well, yeah, it's all out of love. I mean, he's sacrificing a human because he loves us. That doesn't make it any better. <clears throat> so yeah. he made it, he made up the rules. <laughs> he made, yeah, been, he made up the been, rules. Yeah. I mean, there's just no way of getting around that. You yeah. either have to believe that human sacrifice is good or you believe that human sacrifice is evil. Yeah. You know, I don't want to believe that a sacrifice of a bull or a 
yeah, we goat like, or yeah. Uh, we don't need to sacrifice animals. Yeah. But anyways. Yeah. Tim, yeah. what do you think? Well, I mean, I, and uh, you know, there's a reason I'm kind of quiet on this one. Uh, you had said uh, before, I think we turned the mics on, uh, and and maybe you can say it again while the mics are are on. Uh, Depends which thing I said. Uh, it was about <laughs> the complexity yeah. of the religion. Yeah, you know that that uh, it's not a simple thing. Yeah, you know this religion is is not a simple thing. But I I I just never, you know, all those years I I didn't get wrapped up in that stuff much. Hmm. You know, it just wasn't. I did. <laughs> yeah, obviously I did too. Well, I, you know, and I know we we all we all sat in many a study together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was I was that guy who was all the time saying, "Well, you know, well that that's a little more complicated than it needs to be." You know, I think we're, you know, and it wasn't yeah. that it, it wasn't that um, you know I'm not saying that we were trying to make it complicated. I'm saying that it had been made complicated. Yeah. We were trying to unwind it, but for me, none of that ever mattered. It, yeah. it didn't matter. I, I don't. I didn't care if he went to Egypt or went to Nazareth or to the temple or I don't know. Mm-hmm. And it didn't matter. Yeah. See, to me, that if I can't trust the little things, I don't know that I can trust the big things. Yeah. And that's that's you know I'm I'm a uh, I'm probably low on the faith scale, and I was, um, you know, I, I I needed to know why I believed what I believed, and so when I when I hear what you say is that's a very, really more of a humanistic. Does the Bible teach that? In some places, it does. That love is is you know, is the God is love, and that's. That's the most important thing. I think in other places it doesn't teach that. Uh, probably a question for another podcast. Um, yeah, and and uh, maybe maybe to clarify, so so while I, I I had an understanding that it should be simple, not that it was simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, that it should be simple, and my pursuit was always the simplicity of it. Yeah, you know, uh, what, what you know, a simple faith. <laughs> yeah, but you have to you have to strip away the Christian dogma for a lot of that. Well, yes, I mean, and and to arrive to arrive where I'm at right now uh, was the understanding that if we can't if we can't arrive at at a simple understanding at this point of love and have it impact our lives impact our hearts impact our world then that's what unravels it for me mm-hmm. i'm not i don't get unraveled by nazareth or egypt or you know, the Canaanites or, or that kind of stuff. But, but ultimately where it unravels for me is, uh, I just look around and I see that there, there's no love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 You're saying it all day long. Yeah. You're, you know, you're, 
you got signs everywhere, but I don't see it. Yeah. I don't see it in your heart. I don't see it in your attitude. I don't see it in, you know, and so that's where it unravels for me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I get that. Yeah. Get and, that. and, and, uh, you know, this is, a, this is a way more complex subject, but I mean, but, but if you, if you read the Bible and you believe that God goes, those people don't believe, believe what I want them to believe. So I want you to kill all of them, man, woman, child, and animal. Then you can be a Christian and not have love and hate people. If, because it justifies it. It's almost the definition. That's right. It just really, it really does. Matter of fact, the young women that haven't known a man, we can spread those out among the, <laughs> I know that, that's, man. That's, that's like <laughs> I mean that's that's literally it's horrible. Is, is what it says that's you're going right. oh my oh it's my just gosh. it's just downright evil but it, yet, I spent it's... my whole life in the church and never saw that I just don't god I don't get it but anyway oh no absolutely uh, and we're not even going to go down the wor- the rabbit hole of complementarianism did I say that right mm-hmm. um but anyways but David I would love to know when you were teaching those classes and you did it for a while. You were an apologetics teacher, right? Yeah. And yeah. I, I was, I was, uh, <laughs> I, I started with a class of, I think 40 or 50 and I got it just hard work. I got down to probably eight. <laughs> it took a lot of work to get there though. It took a lot of work, man. <laughs> I just had to say all kinds of things to get yeah. them to not show up anyway. But what did you on everything? Like, were you ever at a point where you were, teaching these things, saying these things, and you go, I'm saying this, but I don't know if I believe that. Yeah, it, it was when um, when I was teaching the doctrine of the Trinity. And it, it just, I was towing the line. I was holding to what, you know, quote-unquote orthodox Christianity, as I understood it, mm-hmm. was, and my church understood it. But boy, it, it it got really confusing, and now now I'm on the other side, and I see, you know, Muslims say, "Well, you worship more than one God," and I'm like, yeah, they kind of do. I mean, I mean, I don't know how else you divide the Trinity up. It's all this these linguistic gymnastics of, well, they're different persons, but they're well, the same. They're the persons. Same, yeah, they're the same substance, and it's it's like, you know, you don't get that out of the Bible. You've got to go to to the Council of Nicaea, Nicaea or whatever it is that where they have the creed that it's just like wow, that's what I'm talking about. Complicated, that's complicated. Yeah. yeah. And and I grew up in church where the Trinity was talked about, but it wasn't really taught. And so whenever I would say things like, um. You know, Jesus be with me or whatever during the day. That's not really even according to the way the Christian Orthodox Christianity teach. Jesus is not going to be the Holy Spirit's going to be the one with. It's just you know what I'm saying. It's the roles are are so complicated in that, and yeah, and I know right, they man. they simplify it by saying, well, you know, uh, you know, Jesus is the Son, and he he's the sacrifice pays, and you know, and and God is the Created God, but then again, Jesus was at creation according to John, and so mm-hmm. is Jesus the Creator, the Son the Creator, the God the Creator, or Holy Spirit was hovering, and you're going, 
oh my gosh, it's the same thing. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's, but then again, if you, if you use, uh, you know, the incorrect description of it, then it's modalism. Uh, no, not modalism. Modalism is the salvific, uh, it's not modalism. What is it? Uh, what's the, what's the, uh, anyway, I can't remember what it is. Like but God's in different modes. That's what modalism is. Yeah, like a like, mode, like, yeah. Like a, yeah. Maybe it's modism, like, whatever it is. I can't remember the name It's anymore. not, I think, yeah. Anyways, I remember, yeah, I, I get it, man. I remember sitting through in college, sitting through classes of some of these doctrines, the doctrines of God, and we would watch these videos of people explain this stuff. And I remember people, I just sitting there thinking, going, I don't think these people understand what they're saying. Like, it's so complex to hear somebody talk about the three persons of God to a point where it even makes any sense you know, within that doctrine that, you know, you're like, I think there's a part of where they don't even understand it. Yeah. You know, and if they don't understand it, then what's the point of believing it? Well, they sure can't agree on it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what, is there a second act of grace? Is there, I mean, there's so many different things that, that, you know, are you, uh, are you, you, you know, uh, free agency or is it, or is it Calvinism or is it Arminianism? I mean, what exactly, what exactly you believe you believe that mm-hmm. you know once saved always saved you can lose your it's, it's just very confusing mm-hmm. but what what really got me I, it's funny you know a lot of times we get or i get kind of thoughts that i think are um i don't mean inspired like it's i'm just talking about for me it inspires me to 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 kind of spur me on a little bit more but it's always when i do the mundane things like when I used to mow the grass, I would think about this stuff, and and then uh, and then yeah, me too, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then and then I was on the treadmill at the gym, and I'm sitting there going, I'm thinking about, I'm hearing all this stuff about Robbie Zacharias and Christian apologist and all the things that he did and everything else, and um, I'm sitting there going, gosh, we're talking about a book, they have copies and copies and copies and copies copies of we don't have the originals, it's you know, ten generations, whatever it is, since then. Even then, it's the size of a credit card, and then it's in an it's in an archaic language that nobody actually speaks. So we we don't. I can't go and read that. Mm-hmm. I could spend my life's work learning that language, and then read something that's not the original, yeah. and hope that I can take from that what the actual truth is. Yeah. And so, God, the way I was taught is God. You know, inspired it, but now I'm thinking he he didn't preserve it. So he didn't preserve the originals. He didn't preserve the language. And then a lot of the language in Hebrew doesn't translate because I had a you know I was listening to an apologist that said, well you know there's there's a lot more words in English and Greek than there were in mm-hmm. in Hebrew. And I'm yeah. like, well if he created the world, why didn't he create more words? <laughs> I mean, it's like I'm like, <laughs> but it seems like there's so many roadblocks there. And it just, to me, it's like it could have been so simple. We could, we could have found a, a vault someplace that had the original scriptures in there, and they're written in today's language. I mean, if yeah. he's if he's the, the god of miracles, I mean, why why couldn't he preserve the language where we could all read the original and have the original and understand the original? Mm-hmm. Why why couldn't that be the case? But we don't have any of that. And this goes back to your original question. This is why you have to have Christian apologists. Yeah, because it's 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 almost unknowable. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm fairly certain. Is there such a thing? Fairly certain? Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel every day. <laughs> <laughs> I am fairly certain that there isn't anyone who understands mm-hmm. these concepts. Yeah. Uh, what what education is? Uh, a religious education, it, it, which produces these apologists, are people who have studied. W- how other people explain them. That's right. And then they can, then they communicate how other people have explained this. But I believe it's, it's much like the translation of scripture. It's just them passing down mm-hmm. concepts from people who didn't understand it either. Yeah. Nobody's ever understood it. It's yeah. just, I've learned how these people have explained it. Mm-hmm. And, I've learned how a few other people have explained it. I'm going to go with these people and disregard these people. Yeah. Uh, and that that's what I'm going to regurgitate to you mm-hmm. as my presentation of understanding it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. There's a, I saw somebody on Twitter one day said, and I'm paraphrasing, but the problem today is, is all the great doctrine, all the great, theologians that wrestled over the doctrine are all dead. It's like, you know, it's like everybody's just regurgitating all these people who lived hundreds of years ago, if not, you know, a thousand years ago. And they're just taking that and they're just passing along. And this person's idea was, is, is that, you know, if doctrine is true, if it's alive, then it would be something that would be wrestled with, you know, there'd be great writers of doctrine now. And I, I was like, Hey, that's a great point, which is I'm, we just all, all churches is people just regurgitating what dead people said hundreds and hundreds of years ago, you know, and to your point, I mean, it's just kind of like, is it, we're, we're not arguing, we're not, we're not wrestling over whether something is true or not. We're just arguing over whether we agree about what this dead guy said over what this dead guy said. Mm-hmm. We, 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 I mean, I have been told countless times that, you know, what does it matter if verses were added to the Bible? What does it matter? None of those things are doctrinally impactful. But we take sayings from it, like, for example, you know, those of you without sin cast the first stone. That that part of Scripture was not in the original documents. So that's a made-up story, you know. Uh, the last 12 verses of Mark. So what does it say in the last 12 verses of Mark? That's where it talks about picking up serpents. Mm-hmm. And they're... Which people clearly die from. That's my point is, what does it hurt? Well, we didn't know that that was added until, what, 100 years ago? There's been hundreds of people that have died because they've been handling rattlesnakes and copperheads because the Bible said for them to do it. And it wasn't even in the Bible. That's my whole point. It's an irresponsibility to the people who put that in there. I don't even know who put it in there. but. But that's the point. That's the whole point. We don't know who put it in there. And, you know, well, at least we know it's been added. I, I don't know what else has been added. I just know what has already been added, yeah. that we know we... So 
I don't know if any of it's actually the truth. Mm-hmm. All I know is that what people, you know, say has been added. Yeah. And so there, there's nothing there. It, maybe that's why they just call it a faith. You're just supposed to believe. Yeah. Well, you know, the Bible does say don't add to this. Yes. Of course, but it, that's it what says it in Deuteronomy, which is the fifth book of the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whoops. Oh, wow. There's curses or something that were added. Yeah. yeah. Well, it also says it in Revelation, doesn't it? Yeah, it does yeah, it say does. that later. Yeah, yeah too, you're the end times expert. Yeah, which yeah. I think that most of the... And most of, um, Revelation is just regurgitating Old Testament stuff, but yeah. But that's just me. Well, the Lord will afflict you with the boils of Egypt and with tumors, festering sores, and the itch from which you cannot be cured. Hmm. Is there an itch that can't be cured? Uh, apparently. Also, Deuteronomy. <laughs> dang it, dang it, Deuteronomy. Um, yeah. I, no, I think this is a great point. And, you know, it's. It's a great point. This is a great question because um, most, uh, pretty much everybody that I've ever had a conversation with about questioning, you know, I go, hey, let me just ask you some questions. And we boiled it down to, you know, well, why do you believe that? Well, oh, okay. Well, well why, do, why would you, why do you believe that? You know, oh, well, this verse says that. Well, how do you know that verse is right? If these verses over here are, are, could be wrong or there's, you know, there is error within the Bible, you know, you've got verses that say it's okay to have slaves. It's verses that it say it's okay, you know, to beat to, your slaves, to beat your slaves. You, you know, you have verses that <clears throat> it's okay to kill people. Um, you know, if God directs it, but, um, you know, so if you don't agree with that stuff, then why would you agree with this stuff? Well, because that's Old Testament and this is new. That's the old uh, dispensation. This is a new dispensation for you Baptists out there. Yeah. You know, so, you know, you get into all of those things where now, to your both of your points, it's no longer easy anymore. Well, okay, well, well, well what, what do you mean? What's old dispensation? New? And then, then you get into all of this kind of stuff and, you know, what did... You know, you know, what did God mean and what was Jesus saying? And, and, you know, and it's, it's, you know, when you have these conversations with people and you just keep going down the road, oh, well, why do you believe that? Well, why do you believe that? Well, why, why would you believe that based off of this? Every conversation I've ever gotten to boils down to, well, I just know that something happened to me and the only thing I can do is say it was God. Yeah. Oh, well, that's completely different than you trying to justify all of this other stuff. You know, well, but, you know, well, but I think, God, you know, so I don't even know what to do with that. But, but, you know, but my point is, is, is that most people don't ever believe the stuff. They just say they do. Or they believe it and they, they lump it all together like the, 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 um, the story of Jesus' birth, they lump it all in together. Yeah. You get the Magi over here, you got the, you got the, uh, I actually would put the Magi on the other side of the room of the nativity yeah. set because it took them two years to get there. Yeah. You know, so they got to be way over there when the baby's yeah. born, you know, mm-hmm. when the shepherds are there. That's how crazy I was. But it, it it's yeah. all goes in the same story, but you don't, you, when you really start looking at Matthew, the central, you know, governor at that point was, was Herod. 
when you look at Luke, it's Quirinius. They were ten years apart. Yeah. Well, and what, so the only reason why he traveled to to they traveled to Bethlehem was, and surely the Mary's doctor said, "Don't travel at nine months." I guess that didn't. It must just be a thing for now, you know. Yeah. Well, they didn't have insurance. Yeah, but. that maybe that's what it was. Yeah, no HMO. But <laughs> but the order uh, Quirinius that was ten years apart, and you hear Paul just say, "Yeah, but." We found a tile, you know, in Galilee that said that there was one Roman governor that served twice, and so that's Quirinius. And you're going, okay. Oh. <laughs> I mean, why do you have to explain that and explain, you know, what happened after his birth, where they, where he went to Egypt, yeah. or, or or where Jesus ascended from? I mean, mm-hmm. they're, they're all different. Yeah, we get ex- explanations for each one of those. Yeah, it's, a, it's a style of writing, or it's a perspective by the author. It's it's this or it's that or it's his audience or whatever. Bottom line is it contradicts. Yeah. Bottom line. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It just does. don't mess with the drummer boy, okay? Yeah. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Mm. Um, oh, gosh. Yeah, that, he was in. I don't know which book he was in. You just, you saying that just reminded me of something that reminded me of something we saw every Christmas. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, the cartoon or the not cartoon. Oh yeah, walking down the. I wonder how many people realize that's not actually in the Bible. <laughs> I mean, you seriously, know, no, no, if no. I was a young kid, I would have thought, well, the German boy must be yeah. somewhere in the Bible. Maybe when he went from Bethlehem to to mm-hmm. to, to the temple, maybe there's that's a little right. German boy in front marching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The birth of rock and roll. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, the heart of rock and roll is a beaten, yeah. as Huey Lewis once said. Yeah, but um, no, I, I think this is this is really this is a this is the heart of of the conversation of where I think people just need to become um, honest with themselves. And I know we've said that many times throughout this these all these episodes of these this podcast that we do. Um, but um, you know that honesty, but. You know, I, I think that, you know, I think back to how I was, you know, when I sat there and I taught end times, you know, prophecy and my gosh, man, I believed it. I believed it. I so believed it. Um, I, you know, and I remember getting into conversations and arguments with people over it and so passionate about it. And I just, you know, and you just wanted that little bit of information that you could skew your direction just a little bit more than the other person to make it look like you were more right than the other person. And, and to be honest with you, that's what it was really about was, is it's about people wanting to be more right than another person. And I know what this is. And, and I, you know, I guess you link it back to, well, if I know this more than, then I'm closer to God or I understand the Bible better. And, and it's all very superficial, self-serving, prideful, not prideful, you know, uh, pursuits of, uh, of us just, I think wanting, you know, wanting to feel good about ourselves when in, at the end of the day, all Jesus ever said was, is love your neighbor as yourself, hang the entire law on this and that's it. So again, like I think I said one or two episodes again, if we just spent our entire lives loving our neighbor as ourselves, we would be just fine. What a wonderful It'd be just, it'd be over. Be. That's it. No more. You know, you don't, it doesn't matter if there was a virgin. Doesn't matter if there was stone tablets. Doesn't matter if, all, you know, 
there were 12 disciples. Didn't matter if there was 5,000 or 3,000 people that ate the loaves. You know, none of that would ever matter because all you're doing is just going, okay, how can I love my neighbor as myself? Because I see the benefit of that. That is simple. Yeah. It's humanism. Yeah. But I want to go to heaven. So were you a, a pre-millennialist post? Oh, I was ah, absolutely a pre-millennialist. Okay. I mean, just, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. I mean, those post-millennials were going to hell. Were you, were you pre-trib, mid-trib? Oh, I was totally pre-trib. Okay, because you didn't want to be here. No, no yeah. way. Okay. Why would I want just want to make sure where you were, yeah. We, but, you know, God, if we were going to be here, though, God would keep us safe and none of the bad stuff would happen to us. So, uh, you know, it's just... I've read Tim LaHaye. I know what happened. Tim LaHaye. Yeah. You know. Hannah would be so mad right now if I told you and everybody listening that uh, Hannah read through the entire Left Behind series. I tried. I got to about but the. I won't say it. I got to. <laughs> I got to about the fifth book, and I was like, uh, "Yeah, I can't do this anymore." Hey, did you ever see the movies with Kirk Cameron? Wasn't there one with Nicolas Cage too? Yeah, but I think they bailed on that version because it didn't go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So it would have been a. Post trip. Yeah, that first movie got left behind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Mike Anyways, Se- Mike Seaver. The old Mike Seaver. That's yeah. right. I think that's been a good discussion. I feel a lot better getting all that off my chest. Yeah. Good. Yeah. We should have an apologist on here, or is yeah. that just looking for a fight? I don't know. Mm, I, maybe I, minute, I maybe don't not. Need to fight. I'm... Yeah. I don't need to win anything. No, I don't need to win anything either. And I guess that's the point is, is, is that we've all to some degree or another have been honest and gone, you know, it's just kind of like, I don't know the answers and you just rest in that. I don't need an apologist to figure something out. I think it's very evident that we just don't know. Yeah. We don't know. Yeah. And and nor do we need to be afraid to have a discussion with one. Yeah. You know, it's, um, so, uh, you know, the, if, if you're an apologist and you happen upon this podcast um, and, and would like to join us sometime, um, let us get in touch. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah. Um, one of the things I was thinking of, and, 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 and I, I feel like we're close to a wrap yep. here. Uh, not that I'm necessarily rapping, but... Uh, <laughs> um, I do, I do not know. I am, I have never known a pastor who prepares his message for Sunday morning by sitting down with scripture, just scripture and seeing what, you know, what God might want him to, to say. Um, it, my experience has always been that it, it, it was always uh, all kinds of other outside stuff. What other people have taught, you know, a subject was already decided upon. Now I'm going to find all the things that support this view mm-hmm. from history. I'm going to find all the scriptures that support this uh, and that it wasn't, it, you know, it wasn't arrived at in how it was presented. You just need that and a couple of Greek words that you can define, define right. in the message. Right. And you people think know you know how many times in the Bible this word appears. Yeah. And I mean, the software out there is amazing these days. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's hard to collect a lot of tithe money when your message is just 
just go and love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. I can tell you though, that's what that's what drew me in is when a pastor sat there and started, you know, telling me what the Greek word was for that. I was all in. I was like, gosh, we're getting to the original language now. That's right. Yeah, but Jesus didn't speak Greek. Delta. That's right. <laughs> He spoke Aramaic. <laughs> so somebody took it from Aramaic, so we don't really know what the original word was. Yeah, it's interesting. Jesus never wrote anything down. Yeah. Oh, but we don't no. know there that. There we go. We keep, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah. going back around again. But he did write things in the dirt with... Oh, that wasn't in the Bible either. Wait a minute. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> was that one of the added verses? That, yeah, it was the, the whole deal verse? about... about, uh, about that's right. Ye, ye who are without sin. That's, right. that's the... That's, the, uh, that's right. The new that's the old King James. Ye. That's right. Mary Magdalene. Yeah. Yeah. So he wrote in the memory wrote in the dirt. Yeah. I think he likes put like a bottle of liquor or whiskey. Maybe he was playing and then somebody walked away, then he put like a you know, cigarette pack of cigarettes, threw that in the thing, somebody yeah. walked away and was Tic Tac Toe even invented then? Could they have could, could he have been like, Hey, it's your move? No, they instead of the X's and the Y's, there were loaves and fishes. <laughs> See, now you're just being heretical. Yeah, being funny. That's right. <laughs> that was my, my last joke. Did I get three in? None of us did. Hey, thanks for joining us on That's Questionable, the podcast. Um, join us again. Uh, we appreciate you very much. See you guys. Thanks for listening. You can join the conversation at that'squestionable.com, that's questionable podcast on Instagram, or at that's question one on Twitter. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of those casting the pod.